So in this episode, I'm going to share some stories about wolf encounters in the early pioneer days of Michigan. Now, I do a lot of studying and research in old newspapers trying to put together stories about certain topics. And occasionally I come across some interesting details about a wolf encounter or two. And I'll clip the article and stick it in a file and come back later. One of the stories I was researching for the Hicks Cemetery involved the family of William Hicks when they first moved to Michigan in 1836. Uh, actually, he moved to Michigan prior to 1836. He purchased some land in in Hillsdale County and then uh, stayed there a few years and then in 1836 he traded his land with somebody else for a 50 acre or so parcel in Penfield Township and when he moved his family to the land I think he first came and investigated it ahead of time and he made the purchase anyways there was only a three-sided shack on the property so it was open to one side and that was the only structure on his land and it was right up there in Penfield Michigan actually right on the grounds of where the Hicks Cemetery is. And in 1836, he moved his family to Battle Creek to move to the land. And the first thing that he did when he acquired the land is he had his wife and his four daughters and his four-year-old son remain in Battle Creek while he took the family cow and his three New York-bred boys uh, to the new land. The boys were Solomon, age 16, Chauncey, age 13, and John aged 11. And when he got there to the property after walking the distance from Battle Creek all the way up to Penfield, which was all wooded forest at that point in time, when they arrived at the structure that was on the land, he tied the cow to the corner of the shed. He gave the boys the family gun, and he told them to keep a fire through the night and that he'd be back in the morning. And then he hastened his way back to Battle Creek to be with the rest of the family. So with the darkness came the wolves in the middle of the night, and eagerly were they to get a taste of that very, very nervous cow. And they also wanted to get a taste of some uh, teenage boys, I think, at the same time. So the boys soon discovered that the gun that their father had given them um, was not working. And so they couldn't get it to shoot, but the wolves kept coming all night long. Somehow or other, they were able to keep the wolves at bay all night long and keep the cow alive. This story first showed up in A History of Calhoun County written by Washington Gardner when he covered the subject of Penfield Township. And then I also was researching one of the son's obituaries. He told of many encounters when he was a boy living in Penfield, be out cutting wood and clearing land when they'd have to run back to the house because they're being chased by wolves. And it's just a kind of a fascinating time period. Now, they arrived in 1836. They lived in that area for about 40 years. So that's just one encounter. So I'm going to go to another story now. So this next story comes from the Battle Creek Daily Journal of June 23rd, 1888. And he's describing, the, the writer is describing what he entitles a remarkable gathering. And he says, among the most notable gathering of this year, Mention ought to be made that one took place at the home of Henry McNary. It was the occasion of his 80th birthday. Invitation cards were issued and old pioneers and 23 veterans responded and made their presence known. Uh, they were residents of the townships of Athens, Climax, and Leroy. And it was a remarkable gathering. There were 
24 old men and women with combined ages amounted to 1,741 years. The men averaged 76 years old and the women 69. And they were truly Michigan pioneers. They had lived in the state from 38 to 57 years or an average of 51 years between them. Now, one of the attendees at this gathering was a Mr. Thomas Eldred of Climax. And he entertained the company at this gathering with a story of a wolf hunt that took place in 1844. The wolf had killed 13 sheep on the farm of Mr. Hathaway and was followed by Mr. Eldred and two or three others all that day until about noon the next day when it was finally shot. And so when this wolf story was told about, you know, this hunt for this wolf that took them all day to find another attendee there, Mr. Lysander Cole, who had some familiarity with the earlier experience, told a story that he had wounded a deer and was following it when he heard a wolf howl and then another one howled and then another one and it seemed that there was a hundred that were after him and he got pretty scared. So he hurried homeward as fast as possible arriving safely sometime after dark and the wolves didn't get him but they got the venison that he left behind. So that was kind of an interesting story from uh, 1844 or around that time period. The next story I came across was an article that ran in the Marshall Chronicle and was relayed again in the Battle Creek Daily Journal on November 20th, 1888. And it reads, For some two or three weeks ago, Tyler Austin of Bedford discovered three wolves prowling around his premises, making life miserable for his chickens, and he succeeded in killing one of them, and today called on the county treasurer to see about getting his $8 bounty paid for killing wolves. So there's a wolf story from Bedford that I thought was kind of interesting. Now, there's another story I came across that was published in 1897 in January in the Battle Creek Daily Journal, and it describes an incident in the vicinity of Sturgis, Michigan. For several days, there's been great excitement in the vicinity of Sturgis, Michigan, caused by the appearance of a large gray wolf. Many sheep had fallen victim to this fierce, bloodthirsty creature, and the farmers were greatly agitated. When first seen, it was near West Burr Oak, about four miles northeast of Sturgis. Hunting parties were organized with horses, dogs, and guns, and they all went in hot pursuit. First, the wolf killed every dog that came within reach, but finally, after an extended chase through the eastern part of St. Joseph County and LaGrange County, Indiana, it was tired and they captured it. And apparently it weighed 35 pounds. The next story that I came across was published in the Battle Creek Daily Journal in 1884. And it was in an article called Backwoods Life, A Story of Early Days in Michigan. And it describes, it's a very long article, but it describes a, uh, a group of people that went out for a sleigh ride in the snow being pulled by two bay horses. And they were ultimately chased by a pack of wolves. They fortunately had a gun with them. And they had to go around over hills and around corners and through the woods on this sleigh. And taking shots at the wolves. And ultimately, uh, some of the wolves actually bit some of their companions. And of course, it scared the bay horses. So the horses were more would go through fits of running until they got exhausted. Very hard 
for the uh, occupants of the sleigh to get a shot at the animals because the sleigh was bumping around and they're swinging back and forth. Uh, they ended up swinging the gun at the wolves. And then the article describes the attention of both of the sleigh riders was wholly absorbed in defending themselves and they were about to give up in despair when a loud shot that almost simultaneously crack of two rifles burst around their ears. Two wolves tumbled over in agony and apparently another sleigh had pulled up beside them that they had not seen coming and they were able to shoot the wolves that were in pursuit of them. So it's an interesting story from the early chronicles of Michigan history. Another small article that I found in a Grand Rapids newspaper called The Telegram and it was dated April 12, 1891. And the title of the article is called Devoured by Wolves horrible fate of a chopper in the woods near Sheboygan. Now this Sheboygan, Michigan is way up near the northern part of the state, but I thought I'd include it here because it's a wolf encounter and some of these wolf encounters happen all over the state. Um, the story goes that James and John Gillespie were working in the woods near Mullet Lake, 12 miles south of Sheboygan. Uh, when James's axe slipped and cut a terrible gash in his leg, John bound up the leg and went to the village for help to bring in the wounded man. When the crowd came back to the spot they had found that a pack of wolves fighting over a lot of bones and clothing where John left his brother. The rescuing party chased the wolves off and brought back the bones for burial. So that's pretty grisly. And then I came across this story that was published in the Hillsdale Standard on August 21st, 1888. And it was a gathering of farmers and pioneers and grangers at a picnic. And they were discussing old times in Michigan and northern Ohio and their days and their encounters with wild animals. Many of them had encounters with wolves and bears. And one of the gentlemen was talking about how his brother had been out in the woods and had mistaken a wolf thinking it was a stray dog from one of the local Indian tribes and then he ultimately got chased by the wolf and so he was kind of telling the story at the expense of his brother. They all uh, discussed times of when they had encountered wolves when they were settling the early areas and early farmlands of Michigan. And finally this last story also comes from the Hillsdale Standard and it was actually written into a woman's obituary, a Miss Alvira Carlton. Um, she had passed away and in her obituary they describe some of her pioneer history um, in Michigan. Miss Carlton was remarkably hardy and a vigorous woman and in common with the women of that period in the settlement with many remarkable adventures in the wilds of Michigan. In bringing up the cows one night, she got lost in the woods and was attacked by wolves. She was saved by following the cattle and when she reached the cabin, her clothing had been torn to shreds by the wild animals. So Apparently, she was attacked by the wolves, and while she was uh, with the cattle, bringing in the cows for the evening, decided to surround herself with the cows and walk her way back to her cabin. So that's quite an interesting adventure. Certainly not one that I've experienced going to the curb with trying to pick up my trash in the evening, but this was Michigan in 1837. So quite an interesting tale. This article ran in the Hillsdale Standard in February 1896, and it was just uh, an obituary about this lady. So that's going to conclude this episode of the podcast. I just thought it would be very interesting 
interesting to explore that one aspect of Michigan history. Um, a lot of occasional stories of being attacked or chased by animals or having wolf encounters occasionally comes up when I'm doing research. I'll probably do another one on bear encounters because I've, I've come across a few of them, as well as a few stories that were interesting about wild bulls. But that's going to do it for today. If you enjoyed this story, listen to some more of my podcast. And I will put a link to the video about the Hicks Cemetery that I did that includes the full story of the Hicks family in there. Uh, I'll put that link in the description of this podcast episode. And of course, you can, if you're interested in finding out more about me, you can visit michaeldelaware.com. Thanks for listening. Thank you.